Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. I'm your host, Alex Wong, still filling in for William Liu vacationing in parts unknown. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel, airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. We're not going to be on air tomorrow, though, taking tomorrow off because I believe there's a conflict with the Toronto Blue Jays. So unfortunate to not be doing a show tomorrow. Happy hump day. I'm joined in studio today by Toronto Stars, Liban Osman, friend of the program. Oh my God. Liban, how's it going, man? Good. I can't thank you enough for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just <laughs> try to make dreams come true, you know. All I right. Thought, I thought you were going to wear your signature yellow I hat. I can't. I can't. Your yellow outfit. YouTube would have clowned me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, how's the chopsticks going? Have you learned how to use chopsticks? I have not. Okay. And I never will. Oh, okay. You never will. I don't think I will. Okay. So you've already reached the point in your life. How old are you? 21? 23. Have <laughs> okay. some respect. Come on. <laughs> I respect young people. <laughs> They're the ones that don't respect me. Um, You're 23. So you've already reached the age where you've decided that there are certain things that you're just not going to learn. Yeah. And I'm so allergic to a lot of foods that I'm like, yeah, poutine. I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. You're actually allergic though. This is not like... To a lot like, of food, yeah. Like, but I'm also scared. You're allergic. I'm scared. A lot of the times, I'm like, yeah. I eat what I like because I'm like, if I try this and I get an allergic reaction, yeah, I will never ever try to other foods. You know, because like it makes you scared. You're like, oh, what if I if I try something new and something happens? It's like, why why do that? You know? Yeah, because we did bring you recently <laughs> to uh, a dinner at Hongxing, amazing downtown, and it was like this eight course meal. <laughs> But I guess you couldn't eat a lot of the things. I can't believe you're saying this on here. No seafood for you either? Oh, uh, yeah. Seafood, I feel like I'm, I'm allergic completely. I've never okay. even, like, tried it. But I'm like, I'm going to stay away. <laughs> oh, I'm allergic to fish. That's exactly so what... So is this like a self-diagnosis yes. or do you know this? I need to go visit a doctor again and be like, hey, take those... <laughs> just, you know the little drops they do on you before... So uh, just try see, every yeah. type of food, see what the reactions are. Exactly. But anyways, we had an A-course meal. And, uh, you know, the kitchen had to especially uh, customize a fried rice. It was amazing. Bed. It was amazing. Shout out, shout out to that, to that chick kitchen. Oh my God. The best rice I taste. Oh man. Anyways, so coming up later today, we're going to call our draft expert, James Herbert. And the three of us are going to draft our favorite moments from the 2019 Raptors championship season. This being, this week is a three-year anniversary of the Raptors winning the championship. Can you believe it's only been three years? It feels like yesterday. Oh, okay. I was going to say it feels like 15 really? years ago. Okay, I guess, uh, yeah, difference I, I of opinion. I feel like I'm numb. Like, I still don't believe that we won a championship three years later. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel real. Like, after years of just thinking, like, after LeBronto, I'm like, we are never going to win a championship. Yeah, we can't, we can't bring up LeBronto. <laughs> people, get, people get really oh, yeah, angry. Gonna, yeah, really, I don't really blame y'all, but I, 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 I take it as, like, that was, we needed to go through that we, to we win did, a championship. We did not right? need to go through any of that pain to, to win the championship. Disagree. Yeah. Yeah. But it was painful, though. It was. It fits the narrative. Yeah. It's fun. You were like, what, 18 at the time when they won the title? I was <laughs> I was in my second year of university. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of stories of that that year where I was like, I was running in the streets, but... Um, yeah. Were you like at Jurassic Park? Were you out at the, like... Funny thing is... All these places? You know the Kawhi shot? Yeah. I had it ruined for me. Okay. I was streaming the game. Yeah. And then I just hear yelling from my neighbors. And I don't know why. I didn't know what happened. Mm. I didn't know what happened, but I, I thought... Okay, something crazy might have ha- might have happened. I know he, I didn't know he hit the shot, but I saw it and I'm like, damn. My neighbors are probably hearing this right now. They're probably like, 
wow, we really spoiled that for you. So it was a little like tape delay situation. Yeah, it was. Where they, they saw the possession first. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just heard yelling. I'm like, okay, it must be good. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, there must have been a lot of exciting moments for you in university. Yeah. With uh, your friends and all of that. Everybody jumped on the Raptors bandwagon, I imagine. Everyone was, man. It, yeah. it was honestly cool to see, though, because it's like the whole city was behind the team. Now you go to games and it's like, we see, we see the, the fans there now being part of the media side. It's like, damn, like the Philly series, the crucial, like, crucial game, 15 minutes before tip. I, I feel like I'm more annoyed at this than more, most people about like fans not showing up early. You, you are annoyed at this. You, you've talked Super, about this. Like, it's, to me, it's the most annoying thing. About the fans not showing up yeah, on, time on time for tip-off. And I hear, the excuses, I hear the excuses of the highway, this, this, and that. Yeah. Plan ahead. Get, get, I, I feel That's like right. I, I have a probably different perspective because I live downtown and I live like 10 minutes away from the arena. Sure. But still, plan ahead. I don't care if you live in Whitby. Get to the arena an hour early. Yeah, yeah. Sit, watch the warm-ups. It's right, so leave, cool. Leave Whitby alone. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But still, it's like, for me, it's like, why purchase? And the tickets are expensive now. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that uh, like that, MLSC, you got like, I don't know if I should be calling it MLSC, but like still. <laughs> you do like, what you want, man. We, this is Lee Band's the, opinion the, only. The tickets are outrageous. Sure. But if you're going to pay for the tickets, Get your if you're going to pay $300 to sit in like the 300 sections of a playoff game. Get there early. Yeah. Well, I, those people get there early. It's the people that are that got the expensive seats and the business suits, you know, like right, those, right. those type of people. Wow, but just, uh, just attacking. Yeah. Those the Toronto corporate they, world right now. I hate y'all. Okay. I hate y'all. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, damn. What's going on here, man? Um, but yeah, you know, it's like showing up to the airport early. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to now. But you see what, <laughs> Based yeah, on what I'm seeing at Pearson. I don't yeah. go there on Saturday. I'm stressed out. Yeah. Might have to go a day earlier. Go well, 3 a.m. That's what I did on my last trip. 3 a.m. Yeah, my flight's at 9 in the morning. Oh. I'm, uh, I guess I'm just going to have to pull in all On night. Monday? Saturday. Okay. That Anyways, too bad. you took us to Bellissimos, mm-hmm. Will and I, recently. Mm-hmm. We've talked about throughout the season about this poutine that you love yep. at this institution at the Esplanade area. It's a staple. Yeah, $5 poutine. Yeah, I recommend it. You, no, no, no. Don't <laughs> say you recommend it. I have a video of you saying... <laughs> 10 out of 10. That's right. I say anything on social, though. But still, yeah. you you guys cleaned up the whole plate. I did. I didn't even finish my food, and you guys were yeah. demolished that poutine. Can we talk about that? Yeah. You ordered... What did you order? You ordered some pasta? I ordered some chicken parm. Yeah. You treated yourself that pasta. day. I was, yeah, I was, I was yeah. in my bag that day. Yeah. Were you sure you could eat that, or was that just a test trial for I, you? I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been obs- obsessed with, like, chicken parm nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Joseph and them, they're giving me spots, right? So... Okay. Uh, Joseph from the score. They were giving me spots. So yeah. Joseph Kashar will give you the best spots in the city. Mm-hmm. Ask him for the Chinese spots too, although you cannot eat anything. <laughs> Soon, no. We'll take you to Humdi though. Yes. Yeah. We're supposed to make a trip to Rexdale mm-hmm. at some point. Oh, yeah. So I was told uh, taking an Uber there might cost $100. And, uh, TTC. That's when the trip fell apart. But your genera- generational wealth. Also, oh, that's right. Long time. You could take a long time listener. A subway. Lee Ben Osman. Hey, so game, game six of the NBA Finals is tomorrow. Another off day today. Who's your finals MVP right now, Lee Ben Osman? It shouldn't be close. Sorry, Andrew. I love you, Andrew Wiggins. Okay, okay. But I'll, man. I'll, see, I was testing your basketball oh, no, knowledge. No, come on. Like, because I have seen a lot of people after game five pushing the Andrew it's Wiggins for finals MVP. It's honestly agenda. disrespectful. It's disrespectful to Andrew Wiggins, and it's disrespectful to Curry at this point. Hmm. Like, why are we... Like, when I saw tweets about that, I had to sign off. I called it a night. I started playing Call of Duty. I was like, I'm out of here. I can't, yeah. I can't entertain this conversation. Yeah. Typical 23-year-old life. Yeah. 
But it was, yeah, it's Curry's, to me, Curry is, like, people might call this outrageous. To me, he's arguably a top 10 player of all time. Yeah, well, Shaquille O'Neal said that this week. He said that? Yeah, he was asked Shout about Shaq. it. Even though I don't agree with Shaq on a lot of opinions, I think he said the <laughs> Raptors are going to get swept in the first round. Almost did. This one, I Almost agree with did. him. I agree with him. Steph is a top 10 player of all time, and he got robbed. Iggy should have won that finals MVP. There's been so much conversation about that. Um, and if we even, if I see one vote, one <laughs> vote not for Steph Curry, if the Warriors win the, the title, we have, deserve to slander the people that voted. You're going to be calling, I want the names. Be calling some people. Oh, you're going to get the I names. I want the names. Because the they, they release all the names now. Yeah, like you guys did, calling every single person in terms of the uh, rookie of the year voting. Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. So we did a little bit I where we called names. we called the U.S. media members, and um, I don't know. Feel like we're getting too much credit for that. No, no, no. Shout out to we called like three people. But still, like, what's his name? Tim. Didn't Tim Bontemps. <laughs> hey, yeah. No slander, but hey, listen. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, definitely. I think. I mean, Steph. Steph's legacy already cemented coming into this series, mm-hmm. but because it's the finals, there's always those conversations, yeah. right? And if if the Warriors do take care of business one of the next two games and win this, I mean, there's really nothing else on yeah. his resume to talk about. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I do feel like, you know, people can argue whether he's a top 10 player. You know, to me, you know, one of the most influential players. I'll give him that as well. By far. Also, just like, he, he just seems perpetually, like, underappreciated. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't know what it is, but it's always so easy to talk about everything else that happens with the Warriors. Yeah. Like when KD was there, there's a big conversation with Kevin Durant and there's a big conversation about who, who was the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. And even looking at this series, like it's so quick to just move the conversation towards Draymond Green, <laughs> who's been the main character, and, and Wiggins as well. Mm-hmm. But I did ask Blake Murphy this yesterday. So let's say Wiggins tomorrow <laughs> scores 50 points and the series clinching three. Uh, and Steph goes 0 for 9 from, from 3 again. And Lee Van Osman, you're on the ballot. Who are you writing in as the finals MVP in that scenario? I saw you ask like this <laughs> yesterday. And I was thinking, no, I'm voting Steph. I don't care what he does. I don't care if he scores zero points and they win the next game. So you're just doing this at this point. I'm a, I'm to, a Steph apologist. I'll, you I'll you are, but also you're doing it at this point because I think you're looking at the bigger picture yeah. of the fact that he's never had a finals MVP. And and if he scores zero points, he impacted the game somehow. Like the amount of attention he draws. Yeah, it's the gravity. Like we always Wiggins talk about does the what he does because of Steph Curry. The Warriors, everything the Warrior does, the Warriors do, yeah. revolves around Steph. Exactly. And aside from the poor shooting, mm-hmm. he had a really great game five. And the thing I love about Steph, too, is he was all smiles after. He was so thrilled for for Wiggins. Right. Also love the behind-the-scenes videos of, of him meeting Jay-Z and Blue Ivy. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see that. Blue Ivy seems so unimpressed <laughs> by meeting all these celebs. I don't think she even knows, like, how big of a celebrity her father is. I think she does. You think so? But she's just, like, not impressed. <laughs> I mean, you can speak hey. to this more because you're part of the younger generation. Yeah, well, are the younger generation just not as impressed about you know meeting celebrities, meeting athletes, meeting musicians? Um, I used to be very starstruck by all this. I, I used to be like, I, I remember going to meet and greets for like Demar Derozan. And oh, I was like I was, I was like the biggest Demar Derozan stain for a while. Yeah, still am. Like I support the guy heavy, but nowadays I'm like, if I see Cameron Durant walking down the street, I'm gonna be like, "What's up?" 
Yeah, and that's it. I don't care. Like, I don't think okay. we care that much, but it's still, um, I think we're all like, I feel like having also, I think beforehand, like changing how social media has like adapted this whole thing. You, you have constant communication or you see these guys mm-hmm. a lot compared to back in the day where it's like, you're not really seeing these people. Yeah, so it's when like you a, see them. It's like a level, more level yeah. playing field. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I mean, you don't remember this because mm-hmm. I don't know what year you were born, like 2001 or Okay, 99. I'm a 99 baby. But growing up in the in the 90s, you know, celebrity culture was much different back then. Like you would only see them on TV, exactly. read about them in the tabloids. So yeah. Now same, s- as, same as athletes mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. I like, remember uh, All-Star Weekend in Toronto. Right. So many, you can just see them walking on, was it outside Jurassic Park? Yeah. So many of them and it's like, oh, cool. MJ walks by. I was starstruck on that. Dwayne yeah, Wade walked have, by, I was like... You have to be, it's MJ. Dwayne Wade, I was like, I love you, but still, it's it wasn't the same, you know? Like, it's still not... But I agree with that. How old were you, though, in the 90s? <laughs> 1999, how old were you? Real age? 99, I was 15. Okay. Yeah. That's young. Yeah, I know. I miss those days. Damn, I was tough in the now. womb. It's tough now. I look, I look up NBA players, like, yeah. you know, what? Like, Al Horford's still one year younger than me? Wow. You know? And you go to the arena, you interact with some of these players, especially yeah. the younger guys on the Raptors, and it's like, wow, these guys are like almost twenty years younger than me. Right? It's, it's crazy. can't connect with them anymore. I that's why like, when I asked Delano what his favorite championship <laughs> moment was, he was like, "Yeah, the championship." That's this. It's crazy though. Now, now I'm like, I see these guys in the league that are like younger than me, and I'm like, what have I done with my life? Like, yeah. it makes you think that. Well, it's like, I'm gonna just take that take that away from you because you're 23. So yeah, still young. By the way, shout outs to, uh, you know, as, as I was preparing for this draft of our favorite moments from the 2019 Raptors championship season, I was going through so many different moments and photos. Great resource was uh, Keyshawn Mysteries Instagram. Legend. <laughs> Just going through all the photos that he took. You know, we were working at Yahoo Sports Canada together mm-hmm. at the time. And yeah, so many iconic moments. I got, I got to build a shrine at my place with, with all his prints and his photos. He captured what we needed. Like all the special moments, mm-hmm. Fred, the Kawhi shot, everything that you can think of. Yeah, the Fred photo of him screaming right. after he hit that three over oh. Quinn Cook. I think that that's just my favorite. Right. I mean, I, I'm so sure we'll get emotion. into it in the next segment when we draft. But like, are you going to draft that Keyshawn's uh, moment? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> got a lot. I've got a lot. I'm looking at my sheet. Okay. Got about twenty picks. 20. But yeah, no. Shout out to all the photographers, yeah. like you know Charlie Lindsay, Nelson Campana, mm-hmm. you know all the photographers with the team. You know, just just thinking back to the championship season, you know, that's the power too. You talk about social media and just like all the content creation now. Yeah. Like I don't want to spoil the draft, but it's just like you think about all the viral moments of like Kawhi saying when they were down two oh, you know, what's you know, what's next? And he's like, Yeah, we're going back to Toronto. I was gonna draft that. Right? No, no, no. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. Or even the viral moment of, you know, Norm trying to dap Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. And Kawhi about that. just pointing towards the court. He's like, it's not the time. I'm in game mode. <laughs> You know what? Kawhi, settle this for me, man. In my opinion, Kawhi is the funniest person on earth. By far. Like, it's. I actually don't think it's close. I think OG comes close at times. Yeah. Like, just, just with how. I think, I think Kawhi is on a different level. But I think, yeah, Kawhi is just. The year that he graced us with, like, it created the greatest content, arguably, in, like, I feel like Raptors franchise history. Yeah. And, and you talk about it being surreal yeah. that it's been three years and it feels like yesterday. Yeah, you know, I think as time goes by, like it's just gonna be so strange to tell the next generation of fans that yes, Kawhi Leonard, this one of the greatest players of all time, was was a Toronto Raptor yeah, for and, one season. Yeah, and then CP twenty four stalked him on his airplane. Right. Like I watched that live. How crazy was that? Yeah. You know the other thing too is just like 
I mean, I'm thinking of that because that was really the first time Will and I started doing a lot of work together. Like we had our first video series doing Kawhi Watch and we were going through all the rumors. You remember he was vacationing and I think he was wearing a Blue Jays hat at one point. Mm-hmm. He had a shopper's drug mark bag. I guess we should have just, uh, we should have gotten the hints when he was spotted at Home Depot buying those moving <laughs> boxes. But I, we were trying to convince ourselves, you know? Yeah. I remember people were saying, um, like, I, I think I was at the basketball court at one point, and people were like, yo, he's in Yorkville having a meeting with, like, Drake Masai. Like, that's how <laughs> crazy, like, every single day we were, like, checking our phones. We had Woj shams on notifications. Who broke that news, by the way? I forgot who. I think it was. You know what? The person who actually broke it, if you want to give credit to, is, is Jeremy Castleberry. Really? Because he posted uh, the Clippers logo wow. on his Instagram. This was on a Friday, I want to say, at 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because in that week during free agency, so he had the meeting with the Lakers, and then he flew in, like you mentioned, and that's when CP24 put the choppers on him yeah. and <laughs> followed him. Wild. And, and then during the week, at one point, I believe Jalen Rose said that Kawhi was coming back. He was pretty certain. I don't even remember Chris Carter, who's a former NFL uh, receiver. I think he was working uh, at Fox Sports, and he said sources told him. Yeah. Remember that, that one kid that? that was like, I said Lakers? it was 99 point. Remember that one kid? Sure. That one kid oh. that was Lakers sources. And then he yeah, that's right. <laughs> the no, and, 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 and like the speculation was so wild at the time because mm-hmm. there were people posting on like Reddit, Real GM, you know, spotting Kawhi at hotels. I remember my sister messaged me, was like, oh, I heard from a source that Kawhi like registered uh, his kids at school. Yeah. Like I, here. I was going to say, if he, if he was going to stay, I think he would have announced it at the parade. Remember when he had that whole moment, like he, he they gave him the mic. I thought that was the, if you're going to stay and you want to stay, you really sure. want to stay. That Imagine him announcing that he's staying in front of like, how many people were there? They said it was like 2 million people that yeah. showed up to the parade or something yeah. like that. Imagine he announced it there, how the city would have been crazy. Well, the city was already crazy. I remember yeah. there was chance of like one more year. Yeah. You know, it was five more years. And I hate the parade though. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, parade wasn't the most well-planned, but yeah. you know. <laughs> It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. But yeah, you know, why didn't Kawhi just stay? Would have, uh, would have three-peated. You're convinced we would have won the next year, right? Because I am. Yeah, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. I think the, the one thing that bothers me, because I think there's always two conversations, Kawhi wanted to go home, mm-hmm. be closer to home, and you have to respect that, yeah. you know, outside of the fact that he's an athlete, you know, he's got his personal life. And, you know, before he was traded here, that was where he wanted to go when he wanted out of San Antonio. But, you know, circumstances change. You win a championship. Yeah. And if you care about, you know, all this stuff about legacy, things like that, mm-hmm. come back one more year. Keep coming back until you don't win a championship. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, was, I love the guy. And, like, for me, it's like <laughs> I wasn't that hurt that he left because we won a championship. To me, it was like, okay, I get it. You want to go home. You oh, want to go live in San Diego or wherever you live. Yeah. You want to go enjoy the – you don't want to experience snow in, in the middle of like January where like you're freezing and it's like minus 30 degrees. Kawhi's, a, home, Kawhi's a homebody anyways, man. Yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered. I understood it though. I was like, I love the guy. Still to me, he's... <sighs> to, to me, it almost hurts even more. Really? Just knowing the what if. Right. He, yeah, that hurts. Right? But but it's it's cool now to see like we, I feel like without him staying, like sometimes it's just cool to say we would have won if he came back. Proudly too. No, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do the what ifs. I wanted to actually see it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that bothered me, so it didn't bother me that he wanted to go home, mm-hmm. but there's all these rumors at the time that I think he was pressing yeah. for Masai to make a move, trade for Paul George, who was at OKC at the time, and they would have taken on Russell Westbrook's contract as well. 
you know, if all those things are true, then it tells me that part of the decision-making process was Kawhi didn't think that this team was good enough mm-hmm. to, to win again. And I feel like that's, uh, I, I, obviously we don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like that's very disrespectful to probably Pascal. Um, to, to Pascal, to you Fred, to You want Westbrook Kyle, to on everyone. this team? Imagine if we had Westbrook right now and Kawhi stayed for, say he signed like a one-year deal type of thing. Yeah, that's... I'd be sick. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Also, the front office just built a championship team. Mm-hmm. Let the front office do their thing. Exactly. Right? And we saw the players get better the next season. Yeah. Basically on a 61 pace during that pandemic suspended season. Do you Without, think do you think though if he knew a bubble was coming up? <laughs> yeah, people always say this. If he knew that he wouldn't be <laughs> no. playing in LA. This is too many hypotheticals. Would he have stayed? No, he would have left anyways. You think so? Yeah. That's interesting. But I, I think he would have stayed. No, they would have three-peated. Yeah. They would have went in that bubble, beat the Lakers. Yeah. Would have beaten LeBron and the Lakers in the finals. Oh, that would have been glorious. And Especially then, after LeBron two years that like we know. talked about. Oh, Kawhi break. And then Taking last year, I, I just wanted to see this Kawhi Raptors team go up against teams like the Kevin Durant, yeah. Brooklyn Nets, like the new and improved Giannis and the Bucks. Even the Celtics now, right? Yeah. Like I, I, look, I look at all these really good teams, and I'm still like, man, yeah. I want to see how that 2019 team with Kawhi stacks up against all these teams. And we would have taken care of them. Best doctors in the world. <laughs> Kawhi and Dine. Like, he would have walked into any restaurants. He still can now. And, legit. And they would be like, you think you're paying? What? No, he's getting that Putina Bellissimos for free. Lifetime supply. Yeah. That's Lifetime. What you want. That's what you want. But listen, I, I, I talked to them about it. <laughs> yeah, you are VIP there, I believe. But yes, let's take an early break because I think all of these drafts that we always do, we're always rushed and we run out of time. So I want to give ourselves plenty of time. So let's take a break here. I'll continue to be joined by Lee Van Osman of the Toronto Star when we come back. And we'll also have James Herbert of CBS Sports. And we will draft our favorite moments from the 2019 Raptors championship season. I'm your host, Alex Wong. You're listening to the Raptors show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. I'm your host, Alex Wong. Continue to be joined in studio by... Toronto Stars, Lee Ben Osman. And we're going to draft our favorite moments from the 2019 championship season. And we're joined on the line by our draft expert, James Herbert of CBS Sports. James, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me back for another draft. Oh, always. You know, content can be difficult, um, you know, during the non-Raptors portion of the calendar you know some people did ask me if if i should do a whole hour i don't know if you saw this scotty barnes was gaming yesterday and he called out jake fisher for the report that og wanted to be traded <laughs> or He's that firing OG. shots on twitch i, I did see this yeah <laughs> this is the culture we're in but you know we'll, we'll have plenty of time to discuss that's my franchise player <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to discuss this raptors news first of all james before we get into the draft if Kawhi stayed with the raptors have three-peated <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that question you're man. supposed like, to just I, say I yes think... man what's wrong with you yeah. you know you're on the raptor show 
I know I'm on the Raptors show, okay. but I think if there's anything we have learned, it's like you, you can't just... <laughs> yes, you can. Th- these things are not that predictable. Like, I think it is fair to look at the season after and say that that Raptors team was like the favorite. I think it's totally fair to say that that team on paper would have been better than the Lakers team that won the championship. Uh, you're gonna, I actually you, think... You're going to tell me they Kawhi, don't play the games on paper? Is that what you're going to tell me? They don't play the games on paper. But I, I would actually say even without Kawhi, that Raptors team could have beaten that Lakers team in a series. They dominated them when they met, including one like blowout in the bubble, like, you know, a month or so before the Lakers won the championship. Like that was a really, really good team. And I think it's fair to say that like with Kawhi, they would have been a better version of the team they re- that they already were. They knew their identity at that point. They were playing with more confidence. I think the young guys, they grew into larger roles without Kawhi, but I still think they would have been better than they were the previous season, even if Kawhi had come back. So it's fair to say that like they could have done the three P they could have been something of a dynasty, but we just, we just don't know. It's not, that's not how these things work. Is that right? Cause all playoffs long, I've been hearing people tell me Jason Tatum's a top 10 player and the Celtics are for sure winning a championship. That's what people always Bo- push these narratives. Boston you know? needed seven games when Pascal <laughs> didn't play basketball for how many months? Oh, damn. Hey. Yeah, welcome to the Raptors show, James. <laughs> how do you like these biased views? <laughs> Jason Tatum, the new, the new Paul George. Anyways. Anyways, James. That's a compliment, man. All is right. it a compliment? Anyways. James, as always, we're going to go five rounds, maybe a bonus round if we have time. We're drafting favorite moments from the 2019 championship season. I assume it's going to be pretty postseason heavy, but anything goes on court, off court, parade, opening day, uh, you know, media day, press conferences, regular season moments, if you like. And James, being our draft expert, you go first, Lee Band second. And I always get the last pick. So James Herbert with your first pick. Yeah, I'm going to take a, it's a really obscure moment from the Raptors season. It's a really well-designed sideline out of bounds play from Nick Nurse, just giving the ball to their best player and letting him work. They were playing against, you know, a conference rival, the Philadelphia 76ers and Kawhi Leonard just, he made a nice little shot in the baseline. Oh, okay. You're talking about game, game seven. Yeah, I'm talking about game seven. Yeah. It's the shot. Come on. I, I don't really have a choice here. That, that's You have to take that number one, right? Do you, though? Did the Blazers have to take Greg Oden? I don't know what I'm going with this, but yes, <laughs> you you have a good point. You have a good point. You do have to take the shot. I don't even know why I wrote this down on my list because I, I got the third pick. Um, I yeah. see a number second for you on your list. Yeah, these are not in order. Hey, They're in okay. order the way I, I brainstormed. Ho- so James Herbert opens it up with the <laughs> obvious pick with Kawhi's shot. So now it's on to Lee Ban. Lee Ban, what you got? I'm going to go with Kawhi dunking on Giannis in oh, game six. Okay. Um, the yeah, steal man. from Lowry on Milton. Um, basically setting up Giannis. I feel like he held him a tiny bit to set him up to get slammed on. And that was, it felt like an, like, it felt like an alley-oop. Like, remember that classic way to LeBron? I think it was, was it a bounce pass? I don't, I don't think it was alley-oop, but that, that classic image of that shot, it felt like something similar to that. And, um, yeah, the way Lowry – and then that whole comeback. Like, I remember being – I was at Boston Pizza. That, <laughs> it's funny because, like – These details I, are unnecessary, I, but nice. I was yeah. at Boston Pizza for that game six, and they were down a lot, I think, at halftime. And we just knew they were going to come back. And when Kawhi dunked on Giannis, it was like, okay, we won. It's over. Yeah, how many, plates, so. of, how many plates of poutine was consumed that day, man? Probably yeah. three. Man. I cried that day, too. Wow. You yeah. cried. Yeah. Tears of joy. Yeah. Tears of joy. Yeah. That was part of the 26-3 to three run mm-hmm. that they made starting yeah. in 
at the end of the third quarter when it looked like the the, the Eastern Conference Finals was going to go to a Game 7 in Milwaukee. I actually had some stats from that run. Mm-hmm. During that 26-3 run, they were 10-14 of 14 from the field, the Raptors. Serge and Fred combined to go 5-5, five of five, 11 points. Kawhi had 10 points and 6 rebounds during that stretch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that dunk was amazing. We're talking about Keyshawn Mystery capturing all the great moments. Mm-hmm. He captured that one as well. That was great. Ah, and All the right. Bucks on that run, they were like one for nine in eight minutes. Like the Raptors defense was nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game. Like they were down 14 late in the third, and then it just totally flipped. Um, I just remember being there. I I mean, we'd heard that arena go crazy a few times during that playoff run. Um, I but I had only seen the games in Toronto in the conference finals. Like I wasn't there for the shot. I wasn't there for the Philly games, but that that dunk. Um, that Liban just like drafted, that was as loud as it ever heard Scotiabank to that point. Yeah, no, completely agree. Such a great moment. Boston pizza was also crazy. All right, man. I don't need to. What is this? What is this Boston pizza agenda, man? Um, all right, my first pick. I'm gonna go with what I consider to be Kawhi's first playoff masterpiece, Game Four against Philadelphia in the second round. Raptors trailing two one in the series, heading into the game. Pascal was questionable with an injury. Ended up playing. Only six players on the Raptors scored in that game. And they only got 12 points off the bench, all from Serge Ibaka. This was a series when Fred and Norm were essentially unplayable for extended stretches. Raptors looking at a 3-1 deficit, looking at another second-round exit after making all of these moves, coming off Lebronto, coming off getting swept that previous season to Cleveland. And Kawhi delivered 39 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 13 of 20 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, and that huge three-pointer to essentially clinch the game with under two minutes left. Really, that was the first first defining playoff game, in my opinion, for Kawhi's tenure here. So, damn, are we just going to draft all Kawhi moments? What's going on? I think so. And that's when you kind of thought, okay, he's the best player in the world. Yeah. And we have that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, there were, there were a lot of reminders during that playoff run and a few other moments we might get to, but that was the first one for me. All right, on to the second round. James Herbert, you're on the clock again. I'm going to keep the Kawhi love going. I'm gonna take How come the- only you get the draft sound, man? I'm jealous. Anyways, go on. I think it signifies the start of a new round, right? I don't know. Um, but... I'm going to take the Bucks game three, specifically Kawhi's dunk in the second overtime. Mm. Uh, this followed his legendary quote after game two, where he was asked, like, what's next? And Kawhi said, I'm going to Toronto game three. Um, he played 52 minutes in that game. This was in the second overtime. So we played about 50 minutes to that point. Like a couple minutes into that game, it seemed like he aggravated his like leg injury. Um, it was bothering him like the, the whole night and honestly for the rest of the playoffs, but he was still absolutely <laughs> incredible. Uh, he still had another huge play after that dunk where he had a clutch steal and went and got an open dunk on the break but you know it was just like the raptors season was completely in the balance they were down 0-2 in the series kyle lowry and norm powell had fouled out late in the fourth quarter pascal siakam had missed two free throws late in regulation setting up the overtime gasol had been playing with five fouls like basically since uh, late in the fourth quarter as well and Kawhi just kind of made all the plays they needed at the end and you know that 
that one dunk that he had on a break. It was after a steal. He took off from like the dotted line, threw it down to his left hand. Like all of his big dunks were with his left hand in, in the playoffs. But that was um, that was an absolutely enormous one. And again, it was like the crowd went absolutely nuts. They knew how huge it was, and it was the turning point in the series. Yeah, no, I love that one. I feel like we forget about that one sometimes. Forget about that Chris Middleton three mm-hmm. at the end of regulation yeah. that would have put the Bucks up three zero. But you know, no need for hypotheticals. All right, Lee Ben, your second pick. I'm going to go with uh, Drake's speech after <laughs> game five against Milwaukee. Wow. With I think it was the City, City News that uploaded where he was like, look around you. Look around you. We created this. <laughs> to me, that's, oh, that was God. the most funniest. And like, it felt like he was part of the team. It felt like he was like taking jump shots. Drake is always part of the team. With the dip. Hell yeah. Dips. <laughs> and like, yeah, he was like Toronto's like an NCAA team. Like, Drake's speech is that Drake that whole playoff the whole like championship run was iconic I think I have a couple moments that I might draft of just Drake solely oh, but man. he was he was glorious that whole run damn Drake going in the second round of this draft alright man let me go off the board a little as well I'm gonna take William Lou smoking a cigar in Oakland at 5 in the morning <laughs> hey. after game 6 of the NBA finals I believe this is still his pinned tweet if you go to his Twitter but I think it, it also just reflected overall just, you know, the mood and, and, and just the celebration for for the fan base. You know, Will's been a longtime Raptors fan. A lot of people, you know, during that championship run probably followed the Raptors from day one. And everybody's got their favorite memory or memories from that day. And, uh, you know, since Will's not here, vacationing in parts unknown. And since I always draft Will, um, you know, find a way to draft Will in any draft that we do. I'm going to take Will Lou. Will Lou's cigar moment. So, on to round three. James Herbert. I feel like Lee Penn and I just wasted our picks. <laughs> so, off you go, James. <laughs> I, I got to follow you guys up with another kind of off-court thing. I can't actually believe this is this is still on the board. I'm taking Marcus Gasol at the parade. Mm-hmm. He was just a lunatic. Just, uh, just completely <laughs> to, to drunk out of his mind. <laughs> just an iconic performance. Uh, he had earned that. He had absolutely earned that. It was so big for them. It was a, a, obviously a, a season-changing trade um, to to get him, which a lot of people didn't like at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, from the first round, he shut down Vucevic completely, and he went and made him bead work. He changed the Bucks series when he, you know, took those open threes they were giving him. And I, I thought his help defense was awesome against Giannis. He was just like, you know, like what a guy. Like just, just all the like interviews he gave while he was with the Raptors for those couple of years. Like he was a really great guy to have around. He was a, a sort of, you know, one of the leaders of the team um, in, in his own way. And I just it, like to see such a, you know, ordinarily professional, nice man, just out of his mind and just having the absolute time of his life probably blacked out. I don't know how much of that he even remembers and seeing the way his teammates reacted to him. It was it was just incredible. I will never forget that. Yeah, you didn't even shout out Eric Moreland for saving Mark from almost falling off one of the parade buses. Wasn't he supposed to do like a speech too? He was supposed to do a speech. Andy Green stopped him from doing the speech, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I don't think he was in any shape to, to deliver a speech no. by the time. Because I was like six hours into the parade too. Yeah. All right, Lee Ben, what's your third pick? My third pick, um, I think it's going to be Lowry's ovation after the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, to me, that was like he deserved every single 
Like it was, I, I wasn't there, but I, I don't know who was there for that. For that, but I, you could hear how loud it was through the TV, mm-hmm. and he deserved it after going through. Like this guy played with Andrea Bagnani. He went through the tough times. Like you, you know, he like he. <laughs> I love he how your suffered. one example is he played I, with Andrea Bagnani. Bagnani slander. What if you, yeah, he deserves it, but still, like he went through like, like Jose starting over him at one point. Like it was like this guy went through the gutter, and like he was dedicated to Toronto. He wanted to win here. And it was beautiful to see him get the ovation that he deserved, right? Like, he deserved that. And it was like, yeah, all the work he put in, it was finally deserved. No, that was such a great moment in the arena. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that kind of spontaneously broke out as they were getting the trophy. And it it always felt like to me that the appreciation for Kyle came maybe a little later than it should have mm-hmm. here in Toronto in terms in terms of just like the outward kind of appreciation because I think fans have always appreciated what Kyle brought to the floor, mm-hmm. you know, beyond just looking at the box score and things of like that. So it, it was a great, great moment for him. All right, I'm going to go with Pascal's game one performance in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. 32 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 14 of 17 from the field. I think that was just such a great night. It was a very close game in game one, but the Raptors really had control of it throughout. And Pascal on the biggest stage, making his finals debut, put on a great performance, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike Jason Tatum. (laughs) So it was great. (laughs) Wow. Anyways, James Herbert, round four, favorite moments from the Raptors championship season. What's your pick? So that series started with... Pascal having that dominant performance. It ended with Fred Van Vliet making every big shot there was to make. And I'm going to take Fred's game seven. I, you, you could go with Kyle the way he started that game. Um, but Van Vliet kind of took them home. And the, the pull-up threes he was making, just the way that he kind of rose to that challenge. It was amazing to see, especially because of how hard he was working that that whole series to do that in game six on the road after you know he was the guy that was the one in the box and one against Steph Curry. And even when they were in like, you know, normal quote unquote, normal coverage, he was face guarding him. He was chasing him around screens. He was playing huge minutes. Um, He probably wasn't sleeping because he had the newborn, but that apparently gave him superpowers. And, you know, he had already turned his kind of postseason around at that point, but the pressure is just so much higher in those moments and just to see him deliver like that, um, you know, know, he's screaming, he's got the cut on his face, the the whole thing. Like it was, it was amazing to see him kind of cap it off the way that he did. Yeah. Got himself a finals MVP vote from Hubie (laughs) Hubie. Brown. He earned it. If Wiggins gets the same thing, (laughs) imagine. (laughs) Oh man. I swear if Steph doesn't win this finals MVP. Anyways, Lee Ban, what's your fourth pick? I'm going to go with Joel and be crying. After Savage. And listen, I cry. We all cry. Like it's not nothing bad. You There's know? nothing wrong with crying. I love the emotion too, because like he wanted to win so bad. Yeah. But I have to take it after they beat us in round one and then, you know, and he was doing the airplane. Like he like Okay, so sad guy Joel. <laughs> so you're you're retroactively picking this. Yeah. Because and, of the ongoing rivalry. Yes, a hundred percent. And um, yeah, he did the airplane, like that whole series and it was like a yeah. joke. And 
Um, shout out to Marcus Hall though. Like everyone was celebrating, and then he goes and he hugs Joel. I think it was yeah, Joel Mark. Embiid. Mark is the ultimate sportsman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the wildest playoff moments just happened, mm-hmm. right? A uh, series clinching four bound shot in Game Seven, and I love the awareness of all the guys in that moment. Kyle grabbing the game ball. You know, Marcus Soul knowing in the moment to to go and console Joel Embiid. You know, basketball IQ, man. Yeah, only tears I should have been shed is when they let Jimmy Butler go and sign Al Horford. Yeah, should have saved the tears for that. Anyways, with my fourth pick, I'm going to take from Game 7 as well. Serge Ibaka's Game 7-3 in front of the Raptors bench at the start of the fourth quarter. Somehow, I mean, I've reached a point where I love this moment more than Kawhi shot. (laughs) Just because nobody nobody was scoring that game, especially on the Raptors outside of Kawhi. And I want to say they were up either two or three points at, at, at that point. This is early in the fourth quarter. And when Serge got the ball and he pump faked it once, you know, Ben Simmons was there and then Serge let it go. If you ever go back and watch the video, just look at all the expressions of, of people, the coaches and the players on the Raptors bench. Um, you know, there was just such a sigh of relief when that shot went in. I think Danny had a look on his face where he couldn't believe what just happened. And just shouts to Serge, man. Serge brought a lot of great... Um, on the court contributions and also off the court entertainment. So I'm going to go with his game seven, three. All right. On to the fifth round, James Herbert. What is your fifth pick? I am going to take, oh man, this is actually tough because there's like a few that I want to take. We'll here. probably have time for a um, bonus round. So, okay. Um, I will take. I, I'm going to take your first regular season pick because hmm. um, I happened to be there for Marcus All's first game with the Raptors. It was in New York, um, and he came in. I just remember like his, literally the first stint that he had. He was slinging passes all over the court, like perfect passes. Some of which his teammates weren't even ready for, and were caught off guard. And they like told me that afterward in the locker room when I was like reporting a story on it. Um, and I just remember sitting there, uh, Prestro at MSG, just watching this team and saying like i only want to watch them when marcus all is on the court now like the ball just moves so much better like he has changed the way this team's offense looks and he hasn't he barely even knows the plays and you know i i I just i think he was a transformative presence on that team and i just i'll always remember that game specifically he didn't play that many minutes he didn't do anything like that spectacular it was just like you know, high post passing and like good defense and stuff. But uh, in the locker room, like Danny Green was like over the moon that they had this guy on the team was talking about how he'd like, you know, kicked the, like he'd like beaten up the Spurs in the playoffs before when he'd battled him. Like Van Vliet was talking about how he was like actually shocked that he was wide open on one of the passes Gasol threw to him and he was so open that he missed it like that this was just a sort of new element that this team had never had and i think like he clearly was the missing piece like they i don't think they win the championship without making that trade because of what we'd already talked about when i was talking about how drunk he was at the parade like he was absolutely essential in those playoff series and you could kind of see the beginnings of it as like literally as soon as he stepped on the court yeah, no, I think we can be definitive about it. They don't win the championship without making the Marcus Hull trade. Like, he was so instrumental to them. You don't get past Philly at all. Yeah. All right, Lee Ben, what's your fifth pick? Um, I, I was deciding between two. I'll probably save this one for the bonus round. I'm going to go with, um, since James picked uh, Fred game six, I'm going to go with Lowry game six to start off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored the first 11 points, four for four from shooting, two threes. 
Um, there was no better way to start the game than the guy that has been there the longest getting you. He, we were up, what, 11-2. That's yeah, all Lowry. Yeah, they jumped out to an 11-2 lead. And, and this was coming off Kyle missing the potential right. championship clinching shot at the buzzer in Game 5. Right. How do you respond? You do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he finished the game with like 26-10. and 10. 26 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. For yeah. me, that's like, there's so many iconic Lowry games. But to me, that's like the icing on the cake. Probably the most memorable too, just because like it led to a championship. And then after the game too, you got like, uh, was Fred was at the press conference. And then Lowry's asking him questions. It's like, that was just, that whole night was just amazing. I was at Young and Dundas that night, but. Uh, <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> but was there a Boston pizza there? Yeah. Oh, I wish. Oh, okay. Everyone was on like on the TTC. It was, yo, that, the city was crazy. And like, yeah, yeah shout out to Lowry. Yeah, no, that was great. All right. Took pressure off of Kawhi too because right? he had just done so much in that playoff run, mm-hmm. played so many minutes on like one leg, and for Lowry to start the game like that, I thought it was like exactly what the Raptors needed. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with. Okay, we're gonna do a quick bonus round after. I'm gonna go with Serge Ibaka's "How Hungry Are You" run during the championship <laughs> season, <laughs> specifically the uh, the beef testicle Philly cheesesteak that he served Kyle Lowry, and then the beef penis pizza that he served. Kawhi Leonard. Just a great run of content by Serge during that season. I'm uh I'm very pro Serge, so I'm trying to make all the picks that I can. Didn't you work on that show too? Yes, yes, but I've talked about it a million times. I did sample all the food. It, man. You did? All the food is great. Was it good? Yeah. I tried them all. You tried the beef penis? I tried them all. I tried them all. Wow. Anyways, let's do a quick bonus What's your round. Favorite? Uh the pizza. Yeah. Okay. The pizza was great. All right, bonus round, 60 seconds for each of this. James Herbert, what you got? Kawhi Leonard in the locker room to his teammates after they lose game two of the finals. Uh, Nick Nurse says, let's go get one in Oakland. Kawhi's response, F that, but not F. Let's go get both. Oh, man. I just, for- how did I forget about this? Oh, damn. <laughs> Just amazing. Like that that says so much about the sort of changed mentality of the team mm-hmm. that year and the kind of confidence that they had and like Kawhi's like very sort of unassuming and every once in a while speaking up leadership style. Like that just that's that's everything right there. No, I love that. Lee Ban, what's your bonus pick? Um, my bonus pick will be I think a story came out about Kawhi. Um, was it the board man gets paid? Yeah. To me, that right, was yeah. like that was just so hilarious. Like it fit. the description of who he was and like it came out i think during the finals and it was like we just like the content around Kawhi that whole year was just special and i think he even like agreed he's like yeah i used to say that just to get like that was my mindset to getting into the league in college and high school and it kind of just tells you who Kawhi really was you know as a player as a person just like his mindset and like under you kind of understood who he was you know yeah and a new balance was able to build a whole campaign around it and sell a lot of i wonder how much they sold yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of New Balance merch. Really? <laughs> from that year. Damn. Guess I'll bring it out when I turn 50. My last pick. <laughs> Thank you, producer Derek. <laughs> I'm going to take Kawhi's last laugh at the parade. Wow. Uh, when he gave the speech and he ended it with a laugh. You know, such a such a w- perfect way to just cap off that season. Because everybody remembers him showing up on media day. Mm-hmm. A lot of tension in the building. Masai comes out with Danny and Kawhi and, you know, Doug Smith. The Toronto Star asked him, you know, Kawhi, tell us about yourself. And then he was looking around. He's like, I can't even see you. And they let off his awkward laugh. (laughs) 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 And then he ended the season with a laugh as well. And and then he left. 
and then he left. But that's not part of the pick. The pick is just the laugh. At, at what a fun pool. guy. What a fun guy. I actually the funniest guy in the world. This is what I was telling Lee Ben earlier, James. Like, I actually think Kawhi's the funniest dude in the world. Like, he's just hilarious. Agree Dead pan, but No, like, it's great. For sure. No, like, it's great. All right, James. Appreciate you. I don't have any more draft ideas in the meantime, but I'm sure we'll find a reason to have you on otherwise as well. Thank you for having me again. Thank you, James. Wow, that was a fun draft. Lots of moments to think right. about. So many. Yeah. Well, Lee Ben, appreciate you. Joining me in studio today. I feel official. Yeah. No, you've been official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here to just make dreams come true. <laughs> I know you're YouTube big, I know you're, I know you're a big fan of the reality show Big Brother. Oh, yeah. And we've been talking about it. Yes. We got to be on the show. We this is my favorite show. segment right now. Um, <laughs> you have brother, 20 seconds. This, um, I will be... I actually love the show. I feel like I've, I've, I've told you this so much. I've you're watched a super the show. fan. You're yeah, I've watched fan. every single season. Um, who do you think will be the best player though? Like if you had to put a Raptors play on Big Brother? Um, I would I would go with OG Ananobi. Really? Yeah. I think people he'd be too quiet and people would be like, that guy's sketchy. You know, even though he's just chilling and vibing. I think Scotty would do the best. Okay. No, I'm just putting I'm just putting a, that out there that Lee Ben and I would like to be on the next season of Big Brother Canada. Anyways, that does it for us today. Lee Ben, thank you again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm your host, Alex Wong. You've been listening to the Raptor Show. On Sportsnet 590, the fan. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and please rate and review our show. A reminder, we're off tomorrow, but back on Friday, I'll have Vivek Jacob join me. We'll talk about game six of the NBA finals. And if he watches the new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, Hustle, we'll review it. Speaking of Andrea Bargnani jokes, there's there's one in there too. And a cameo from Sergio Scariolo. Thanks again to Lee Ben Osman, James Herbert, board producer Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Olnick, helping us with the YouTube stream. I'll talk to you on Friday.